It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your profile of faithful to key room. Welcome to the latest episode of the game plan. Thanksgiving is next week, so today's show, my guests and I will be giving thanks. Thanks, we're giving our thanks. We're, we're talking about the players that we are the most thankful for so far in fantasy. Uh, and you already know, after that, we are going to dive right on into the bargain bin to get some Week 11 sleepers so you can get those Week 11 wins. So, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, get out your pens and your pads, and let's start game planning to get those Week 11 dubs. Planners, my guest today is making his second appearance on the game plan. He is the host of the Dynasty Roundtable right here on the Player Profiler Network of Shows. He is the author of the Everything You Need to Know articles that come out each week on playerprofiler.com. Week 11's Everything You Need to Know article centered around Ty Chandler is out now, so make sure you are checking it out. I'm talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Matt Babbage. What's going on, Matty? Whoo, that intro, man. I How felt the, the first one, <clears throat> we're starting off great with it. <clears throat> starting <laughs> off great. Great radio. Clearing, clearing the throat. It's cold season. We talked about it before we hit record. It, it's that time of the year. You know, we love the festivities, but the colds come with the festivities. Yeah, down here in Dallas, Texas, the weather got down into the 60s this week, so everyone's everyone, everyone's sick. Whoa! I know. It's, so cold. That's, that's big down here in Texas, but yeah, <laughs> we're 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 fighting through. We we were a game time decision, uh, but you know, no, we didn't we didn't hold anything off the injury report. We were very public yes. about what was going on, and that's that's what's important. But yeah, here to talk today about people I'm thankful for and and week 11. Got to talk to you exactly. Got to give our thanks here for the holiday. Uh, 60 degrees down in Texas is like 20 degrees up here in Massachusetts. So, you know, it's all relative. I get it. I understand. Uh, before we dive into the players you're thankful for, how, how are your teams doing? Redraft are okay. Yeah. Uh, the one, you know, my one redraft team that's doing, you know, horribly got, got bit by Justin Jefferson early on in the year. Um, just things, a, a lot of draft pictures didn't shake my way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've drafted too much Christian Watson. I've, I've already been 
over this with Seth Dewald, but I have some I have some powerhouses out there. Uh, in in the Podfather Patron League, I actually I took over an orphan last season, and we're seven and three in a best ball superflex dynasty. So completely new format, never done best ball dynasty, especially superflex. So interesting waters to come into. But you know, player, we'll talk about who we have many things for. C.J. Stroud is holding me above his shoulders, but. With Joe Burrow injured, I'm going to have to find a replacement quick in that league. So my best dynasty league just got, I mean, completely torn apart with with the Joe Burrow injury. Did you have a lot of uh, Mark Andrews, Joe Burrow? Those are the two big injuries from Thursday Night Football. Uh, I didn't have, I had zero Mark Andrews really besides a lot of underdog drafts. I was definitely, you know, buying Mark Andrews on underdog, but just never seemed to I'm only in like four dynasty leagues, so not a lot of opportunity to get a superstar like that in mm-hmm. in four dynasty leagues. But uh, then across redraft, just didn't seem you know to be to be in the cards from where I was drafted. I have one Joe Burrow share on a dynasty team that I'm fighting for the playoffs. Right after the injury, all you know, everyone comes creeping out of the woodwork, trying to throw me Aiden O'Connell for seconds, uh, Desmond Ritter. And it's like, I think at this point, I just have to do what I hate doing, which is just hit that off switch. I think we're going to power down on that mm-hmm. team. I don't think I'm going to try yep. to switch up because I was a borderline playoff team anyway. I don't know if I would have made much noise. So to then mortgage some future assets for Desmond Ritter or Aiden O'Connell just seems Not like I'll be in the same boat regardless. People so are just hoping that you don't hit the off switch too. That's why they're sending those offers. They're like, come yeah. on. Give me your second round. That's going to be the 202. Give it to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and they can – everyone – that's the funny thing is everyone is able to project your picks, but they think that you can't. It's like, oh, I see this guy. He probably has a 207, but it'll probably be like the 203 or 202. He doesn't know that. He's just drunk off trying to – it's like, no, I get it. This team is mediocre at best. It was probably out kicking its coverage anyway. The producer extraordinaire, my man Jonathan Lang – Desmond Mitter, yep, right there in the head. That, that's the final straw. So I'm going to go ahead and hit decline. Like we said, we are talking about the players that we are most thankful for in fantasy this season. But before we get into that, let's hear about Sleeper. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x 
your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. Matty Kiwum here, joined by my friend Matt Babich on the game plan this week, and we're talking about those players that we are so thankful for this at this point in the season. So, Matt, get us kicked off. Who is a player that you are just uh, got to give your thanks to? I think the player at the top of the list is one of my highest exposure players in both redraft and best ball this year, singing his praises all offseason. Hometown kid, technically now, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Let me cd lamb i give this man so many thanks every sunday because when he's out on the field he is balling i know the cowboys have generally been a team behind the eight ball in terms of the analytics department but it seems they leaned into the stat that if you feed your best player you know good things happen on the field (laughs) and they upped his target share they upped his target rate you know they're they're running them out of the slot they're finding these matchups that they know they can win with him and it you know when kellen moore left i was slightly afraid of what the play calling was going to turn into but i they just they leaned even heavier into cd lamb than they ever have before with him out and it's it's been beautiful to see uh he's He's fourth in the league in yards per team pass attempt, which is essentially one of the highest correlated metrics with fantasy football success that that mm-hmm. you have. You know, these even the worst passing offense is producing, right? So if you're if right. you're a top dog and even a bottom tier passing offense, you're you're worth your salt in fantasy. So you know, it's it's you look at his player profiler page and it's it's just incredible. It's twos. I, I, he has like maybe five metrics outside the top fifteen. It's it's insane, and you know parlaying that right into it in my home league that's we all have that one league it's the pinnacle of all other leagues if you win that's my second most exposed best ball player by the way receiver <laughs> i have more cd amon ross starts in best in underdog best ball than i think anyone else did i i'm i'm pretty confident in that bang bang boom right yeah there, it maybe. just felt too easy and i just kept getting the back end of the drafts and i'm like yeah i'll take amon ross three spots ahead of adp and then he ended up going like probably seventh eighth close to the end of the drafts but Anyway, home league, pinnacle of all leagues. Everyone's got that one. Yes. You got, you got yeah. to win that one or else none of the others mean as much. 100%. And I had CD on my team last year, decided to run it back. I had Jalen Hurts on my team last year, decided to run it back. And my third pick in the Superflex League, that's why Hurts went so early. Mm-hmm. Third round pick was Keenan Allen. And so I have the right receiver like two in the receiver four right now in fantasy football. Yeah. And I, I just am incredibly, incredibly thankful for them both every day. Not even just in fantasy, just watching those two dudes play football. It's mm-hmm. just, a, it's a blessing. It, it's and, an absolute it, blessing. Keenan Allen. I mean, he's, he's having a magical season and he's, he's even the do He's doing the things that not only gives, makes you want to give thanks, but makes you want to tell stories to your grandkids one day. I mean, oh. get, gets hurt, leaves the game all the you know anyone who was rostering Keenan Allen saying to themselves, "Oh shit, I can't make this comeback like I thought I would." He comes right back and catches another touchdown. Like that's the the mythical stuff that these fantasy players can can bring us. That's the the, the, the exciting part. But let me ask you this about CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, consensus one one uh, one hundred one one hundred two in terms of dynasty wide receivers. Where do you put CD Lamb in your dynasty ranks? Ooh, so. It's tough because with Justin Jefferson, 
he's in a similar boat with CD, in my opinion, where we we know the talents there. We don't necessarily know what the quarterback situation is going to be after their current starter. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long Dak has this in him. Probably a few more years. So I, I'm I'm more confident in the QB situation with CD than than Justin Jefferson. For as sure. crazy as it sounds, because you know Kirk Cousins is probably not going to be a Viking next season. Um, or is he is he out of his contract after this season? He's out of his contract. But That's it seems like te- the players are already like partitioning themselves to try to get ownership to bring him back. So we'll see. But yeah, he is up. He could leave. And that's the great thing about Kirk. I mean, like stats wise, he's been one of the more reliable quarterbacks throughout his entire career and, and more so now. And you can tell the grip he has in that locker room because they the players love him. They go to battle for him every week. And he's not been the reason that this franchise hasn't been propelled. So um, I would love to see him back. And if Kirk is back, then, you know, CD's probably three. Because while Dynasty is long term, it's still a short term game. You're trying to win games yeah. in the now. And. And what we've seen with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson together is the proof in the pudding. But I mean, CD is is as squeezed in at that tier as he's ever been. So I think you can have a bunch of different guests make a bunch of different arguments for the order of which those that three is presented. Um, and it's going to come down to you know pretty much variance. I think every year they're going to have the targets, they're going to have the big playability. It's how is the year going to shake out for him? Because we could easily be sitting here with a fully healthy Joe Burrow all year and a and a more clicking Minnesota Vikings team where Jefferson and Chase are still the clear one-two in fantasy. And it just hasn't shook, shook out that way this year. Right. It right back to the status quo next year for all we know. So there's an argument for all three, in my opinion. And A.J. Brown's knock on the door as well. We love his quarterback situation. He's having a fantastic season. But I think the, the moral of the story is it was such a clear one-two tier gap where I think that gap has basically been erased because oh, with the injuries of the quarterbacks, the uncertainty going forward, like it, I think that CD lamb, AJ Brown, Jefferson and chase are now, uh, they may not be, uh, ranked one, two, you know, talking about Brown and lamb, but they are in the first tier now, in my opinion. Uh, and then it all gets shaken up when Mr. Marvin Harrison jr. Becomes a professional here in a few short months. Um, the player that I'm most thankful for is CJ Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud coming into the year had a 335.5 ADP on FFPC. So even in our high stakes leagues, this guy was an afterthought in our redraft formats and our one QB formats. But currently he's QB nine overall. He's scoring 20 points a game. He's saved a ton of my redraft leagues. Uh, teams that I decided to not take quarterbacks highly. And then anyone that we talked about this uh, the last time you came on the game plan, uh, taking advantage of some value in our casual leagues, quarterback is one of those you always have to you have to uh, you have to stretch a little further. You have to reach for a quarterback because I go earlier in those type of leagues, but I didn't, and I ended up coming with C.J. Stroud, and I have really strong teams because of that. And then when you look at his underlying metrics, those things suggest that he is for real. Sorry, I had to get my Outcast impression out there. Ooh. He- Oh, all right. Let's run that back. He is for real. Oh, yeah, baby. That's what we do here in the game plan. But his underlying metrics, they're for real. Fourth and money throws nine interceptable passes on the season. That's 23rd. That's good. We don't want to be number one in that metric. We want to be towards the bottom of the NFL starter group. And that's where he is. He's third in EPA. So on expected uh, points added, he's crushing. He has made not one, not two, 
but three wide receivers plus a tight end fantasy relevant. That's another bonus to be thankful for because he's playing so well. We can rely on Tank Dell. We can use Nico Collins. We can use Noah Brown. We can use Dalton Schultz. We can fire them all up, and hell, we might be able to use Devin Singletary rest of the season because of CJ Stroud. Can, That's can, you, can you repeat those four pass catcher names, please? Can you just repeat it for the audience? <laughs> Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and Noah Brown. And Dalton Schultz. And Dalton Schultz is a talented receiver, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but these yeah. were the names that we were saying, like, look at the situations that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are in. You know, C.J. Stroud doesn't have any. C.J. Right. Stroud doesn't care who he has to throw to. <laughs> he's going to make him better. It yeah. doesn't matter. It who doesn't matter who he's going to. <laughs> C.J. Stroud's going to get it done because he isn't. He's just a surgeon with the football. And, and it's been, even though I was underweight on him, I don't care. He's that good. I, I just, yeah. I bask watching him play every week. It's incredible. He's just, he's been that quarterback that if you didn't take one early or maybe you you just weren't, you just, you struck out on who you chose. You picked this guy up early in the season. He's just been an absolute beast for you. Uh, so I'm very, very thankful for Mr. CJ Stroud. Before we talk about the next player, we're thankful we have a couple questions in the chat. Mikey Braz, is Leonard Fournette on hold? He has to drop one of three players to activate, activate Devon Ashane. It's either Fournette, Michael Wilson, or Rashi Rice. Which are the one of the three match should he drop? Yeah, get Fournette out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready it's, to get Fournette out there, too. With the James Cook talk that happened, so hand up, I went to bed early on Monday, and I didn't watch the rest of the game, uh, of the Denver-Buffalo game. Oh, with, no. all the, with all the James Cook talk I saw on Twitter, you would have thought that he had this horrific game and Latavius Murray you know, like outgained him and everything like that. He had over 100 rushing yards on 12 carries. And, He's fine. He's, I, I don't. He was wildly efficient. What happened was he fumbled early on. He fumbled that first that first yeah. reception. Um. Yeah. So it's still it's still James Cook, Latavius Murray, and 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 Fournette. You know, Mike. If anything, he's just going to make For Latavius Murray less fantasy relevant, in my opinion. I, I agree. And and when you're talking about here, it's a one for one swap for running backs. Makes sense. Right. I am yep. not dropping Rashi Rice coming out of the bye in Monday Night Football. The cornerbacks have not played well for the Eagles. It could be a, a Rashi Rice blow-up game. And Michael Wilson is probably going to go down as the unsung hero in the rookie class. He's on pace for like seven, 800 receiving yards. He's putting himself in a class in which you could be comfortable rostering him going forward, especially now with Kyler Murray being back. Next question for Mr. Grapefruit. He made a trade in a 12-team Superflex. He traded Tyler Hineke and Trey McBride for Kyron Williams and Rashid Shahid. So he, for additional context, he did not need Heineke. Uh, he has Lamar, Pickett, and Zappi. Zappi, oh. I don't know if I'm excited about that, Mr. Grapefruit. doesn't look like he'll be any good. But anyway, what are your thoughts on trading Heineke and McBride for Kyron Williams and Rashid Shahid? Yeah, I'm... I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. Grapefruit. I mean, you, you asked for the thoughts, and so I'm just going to give it to you. I, Heineke was your third QB in in reality there, and then so you traded your third QB and a starting caliber tight end for potentially a flash in the pan running back and and Rashid Shahid, who's you know, a, a boomer bust, big play guy. So uh, depending on the rest of your lineup, you know, if you were really RB needy, uh, then I could I could see it. But, you know, Trey McBride is he's that dude. He had I think he had 10 targets last week or maybe more. Yes. Um, just a 
incredible game to start. And he's never, he's hardly played with Kyler Murray on a field. He wasn't the starting tight end when Kyler left. So getting that connection right away between the two of them is, is very exciting. Ah, he's got Kincaid and Musgrave. So it does. That makes it a little that bit makes better. It, that makes it a little bit better. That, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about this rookie tight end class here in a minute. So uh, I think overall, um, I don't love the trade, Mr. Grateful. I got to be honest, because I still think uh, one for one McBride for something would have been nice. But Taylor Hineke is kind of an afterthought here. Kyron Williams, sometimes we talk about this with trade gods. Sometimes you have to lose a trade to win the league. That could be your approach here. So I don't hate it. Last question before we dive into our thankful players. Senior football, pick one RB, one wide receiver, one flex. He's got Brees Hall, Rashad White, Ty Chandler, Ayuk, Smith, Tank Dell, Rashi Rice. Humble brag, anyone? Yeah, wow. Um, so you're probably going to take Ayuk and Devonta Smith as your receiver and flex, or Ayuk For and sure. Tank Dell. I'm with you on that. One of those. One no, of those Smith, I'm going Ayuk Smith. Dell? Yeah. yeah, I'm going Smith over Dell. And then, my gut tells me that that's a shoot. I know like Vegas hasn't really given it a whole lot of points Monday. The defensive play, something tells me, the. I, I just my gut tells me it's going to be a banger on Monday night. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Taylor's going to be in the house. Uh, it's it's the a, a Kelsey Bowl again. I mean, mm-hmm. you want a good drinking game? Just drink anytime they talk about the Kelseys or Taylor Swift. And, and honestly, you might have to go to the <laughs> hospital by the third quarter. But that is, I might, I might have to watch it on mute. Hopefully, Peyton and Eli are are, are on. Actually, that might make it worse. But uh, <laughs> from a running back perspective, uh, the Jets have not been able to move the ball on anybody and. Rashad White should be getting a lot of targets and Ty Chandler against Denver. Whew. This is a humble brag, but I'm probably still I'm probably still going with Rashad White over Ty Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, I think you hit I think you hit the oh, you hit the nail on the head there uh with the picks. That's exactly how I play it. Now let's get back to the players we are most thankful for, Matt. Who's another player that you just gotta give thanks to? How about I just keep it going with the Rashad White talk? So let's do it. Uh, one, one stat that jumps out at me right now, he first in the league in light front carry rate. So because of Baker Mayfield and the ability that he's been able to push the passing offense downfield, albeit not to an elite status, but to a above average, slightly above average status. And that's given Rashad White a lot of room to run. And you could look at his rushing efficiency metrics and you could say he stinks and he kind of does stink as a runner, but guess what? I don't care. Because uh, last season, I wrote an article on uh, essentially just broke down every single you know metric that's on an RB's page on Player Profiler and talked about you know which ones matter, which ones are more contextual, and weighted opportunities per game is one of the highest correlated metrics with fantasy football or fantasy points per game, and it makes sense, right? If you're getting a lot of carries from the one, or you're mm-hmm. getting a lot of targets in the passing game. You know, these are going to add up to more fantasy points because they're they're higher. They're of touches of more value. And that's what he does. He's top 10 in terms of total weighted opportunities. 15 a game is is also top 10. And shockingly enough, he's number 11 in fantasy points per game mm-hmm. and with only four touchdowns this year. So that's how you get it done in, in fantasy is you get guys who who are going to get high value touches, no matter whether you think they're good or not. It doesn't matter right. how talented they are. The fantasy points come. So Rashad White, you know, I was out on him at first and then, you know, Tampa decided not to invest in the position and it became clear that this was going to be the Rashad White show this year. So he's, he was one of the biggest values in drafts all off season. Uh, and shout out to, you know, most of the player profiler crew for, for being right on that one. 
Rashad White, he's been balling out for fantasy purposes. Uh, right now, he's got the seventh highest warp amongst r- running backs, which is massive. Again, we don't need him to be efficient and look like Barry Sanders as long as he's catching all these passes and doing a lot with that. And uh, a note that we actually made here at Player Profile early on, we were watching, it was the Bucks preseason, they let Baker play. Uh, Rashad White did not play. But what Baker did was he checked down to the receiver three times out of his five passes. And we were like, Wheels up on Rashad, baby. And that's what it's been all yep. year long. And I will just say this going forward to you. I think you can cash in uh, on Rashad White long term because even if the Bucks bring in a running back, they're not going to take this guy off the field and pass plays. He's as legit as it gets when Absolutely. it comes to catching the football. So even if they bring in, you know, this year's grinder type, like a Blake Corum running back from Michigan, people are going to freak out. Oh, you know, they use like, the fourth round pick on Blake Corum. Oh, my God. So. It's like, I'll buy because Blake Horn ain't catching those passes. Rashad White is. Are we, we're, I mean, of course we're going to, but like, are we really going to have to have these conversations after what happened with Charbonnet and, and this year's rookie running back class? Like, do yes. we really have, are we going to go down the same path? Like, uh, fantasy it, time be, is a flat circle yeah, here in fantasy. It, it's going to be fun, but you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to learn my lesson. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. And that's going to be buying the dip on Rashad white again, this off season turns out <laughs> certain players. You just buy the dip over and over and over and it helps you win in your fantasy league. Uh, the next player that I am most thankful for is Christian McCaffrey. Duh. Christian McCaffrey is good at football, Absolutely. but the reason why I have to give thanks to Christian McCaffrey, it's not the insane underlying metrics in which he's second in breakaway runs. First and best ball points added, second and dominator rating, seventh and evaded tackles, fifth in yards per out run. He's just exactly who we thought he was. But the reason why I have to give thanks to Christian McCaffrey is in draft season, this is a redraft thanks, more than a dynasty thanks. In redraft uh, this year, zero RB was echoed through every single draft room throughout America, probably throughout the world. It was zero RB, go zero RB, zero RB. So if you wanted to buck that trend and go anchor RB, hero RB, you could do that and, and kind of go zig when everyone was zagging. But when you look at the first two rounds, the running backs were bust horrific. Eckler's turning it on now, but now you're talking about uh, Chubb, who was hurt. Derek Henry has had bad weeks. Bijan Robinson has not been the guy that we had thought he would be. Tony Pollard has been a bust given his ADP, where if you went Christian McCaffrey, not only did you get Hero RB, but you got one of the best players in all of fantasy football. So I have to give thanks for Mr. Christian McCaffrey for just being you, Mr. McCaffrey, just being you and coming through in our team builds when we didn't want to go zero RB because if we went anywhere else at the running back position in the first two rounds, odds are our teams are smelly and not winning any championships. But McCaffrey's teams, they're probably – he's going to be on a lot of winning redraft teams this year, I'd have to imagine. So, Matt, last guy you're thankful for. Heading into Thanksgiving, we want to pay our thanks to the fantasy players that have done well for us this season. Who's the last player that you're going to give some thanks to? Uh, I got to give thanks to Kyler Murray for helping me just prove prove myself right by going out there and balling. First of all, when the masses were saying that Kyler wasn't going to play this year, the Cardinals were going to tank, I stood up and said, none of that makes any sense. That doesn't make a lick of sense. This is Kyler, <laughs> Mur- this is Kyler Murray's job. Yeah. And it's not like Joe Burrow, right, going down with some some knee injury late in his in his rookie contract after not having success. This is a guy who people said cared about more cared about Call of Duty more than he pl- cared about football. And that this is not the type of 
mark you want to have on a guy where whose team tanks and tries to trade him. And then mm-hmm. conversely, what team is going to want to drive their quarterback's value to the mud and then try and flip him when mm-hmm. they tank for the number one overall pick? So if, if from either side of the organization, it made zero sense. And then even from Jonathan Gannon's perspective, these rookie head coaches have a short leash. You know, they Very don't, short, yeah. they do not have time to go out there and pretend to tank like lovey lovey Smith didn't have time mm-hmm. to bring the Texans out of the mud. The Texans might still be pretty damn good if lovey Smith was their head coach, but he, he fucked around and found out real quick. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, and even though, even though when he did find out in the worst kind of way, which was being fired, he did that franchise the biggest service that they'll ever have in the oh, entire ab- history. Absolutely, franchise. Absolutely, he saved their franchise. He saved their franchise. He saved their franchise. Yes. But and you know, it, so it was obvious that Kyler was going to play. You know, these players want to win. You know, they they want to play. They get paid to play. They try and win. You know, these players. You know, Jalen Ramsey. You know, I'm tired of losing. Like. It, mm-hmm. They're competitive. Um, and, and so it, it's not a shock to see them fighting. It's not a shock to see Kyler Murray come back. Um, and shout out to the doctor that repaired his ACL because good Lord. <laughs> that third and 10 run was vintage Kyler. Yeah, that was nuts. And like, there was a point where I was like, just go down just and just go down. <laughs> yeah. And, and he didn't care. He kept going. And that game winning drive was, was phenomenal. Um, you know, I just generally, when someone gets painted as like, this negative person and you know they can be maybe they are maybe they're not but i like seeing those people say nah like don't be don't be talking like that about me you don't know who i am and really just get back to get back to work and and just prove everyone wrong like that so i i think it's it's been a really awesome story for kyler murray to just come back and silence all the haters yeah you got to give him credit for that you got to give you know gannon a lot of credit too culture mm-hmm. starts at the top winning starts at the top and you do play with fire when you're looking to tank, when you have a franchise guy for Caleb, and we don't know for a fact that Caleb Williams is going to be better than Kyler Murray over the next five years. We don't know that. I mean, there's Not probably more questions about Kyler Williams, Caleb Williams now than there have ever been in the kid's entire football career. So uh, I love the call uh, on Kyler Murray. I picked him up in a few of my redraft leagues uh, a few weeks ago and sat on uh, and waited. But in those leagues, I have C.J. Stroud, so I don't think I'll ever have to turn to Kyler. But I'm going to keep holding so no, someone else doesn't get a free top eight quarterback because that's what he is. I know last week he didn't eclipse the 20-point mark, but those days are coming. Those days right. are coming. He is going to light it up. Kyler Murray is definitely someone especially late in the, in the year. He's worth giving thanks to. The last uh, player I'm going to give thanks to is not even a player at all. It's a whole class. I have to give thanks to the tight end class of 2023. Yeah, absolutely. They are changing the landscape of tight end. It was Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, and we'll see, including guys like Kittle and Pitts. We did not know what they would give us week in and week out. And if you didn't get Kelsey in round one, you missed on Hawkinson in round four. In our redraft leagues, you were able to pick up Laporta off free agency. You were able to pick up Dalton Kincaid later because he started slow. And in our dynasty leagues, Kincaid, Laporta, Mayer, Musgraves, all four of these guys are in the player profiler, tight end top 12 for dynasty ranks. This class, and I'm going to, I don't care if it's incorrect, I'm going to also bring Trey McBride into the class because he was drafted last Fine year. Fine by me. Fine by me. Right? Absolutely. I'm bringing him into class. That's honorary that's- honorary member. Honorary member, first tight end off the board last year, had to wait a year behind Zach Ertz. But now you have McBride, you have Musgrave, you have Mayer, and then Kincaid in Laporta. 
I, I, there's just so many thanks to give to this rookie class at tight end. It's going to save the position. It, it's going to revitalize the whole league. I mean, in most dynasty leagues, you're not talking about one team having two or three of these kids. They're having one. So if you disperse these five infinity stones throughout your league, you have now graced five different franchises in your dynasty league the chance to not have a complete shit fest at a position that has been a complete shit fest for years. So I'm giving thanks to the tight end class, and I think the fantasy community would all collectively like to give thanks to the 2023 tight end rookie class. So we are giving thanks here today, but that's going to put a bow on this month's or this week's festivities, you know, Thanksgiving, which first of all, I want to wish a happy Thanksgiving to all the planners out there checking this out. Hope you have a great day with your family's great day of football, food, and fun with your friends. Before we get to the bargain, but we had a few questions here in the chat. Snoopy lineup question, Dowdle, Chandler, or Royce Freeman in PPR? I Chandler most most guaranteed touches. Most guaranteed touches. Even if it, Mad, Madison plays, I'm still going to play Chandler in this this situation. Is Madison was, that close to? Are they are they saying he, he might was, play? He was limited all week, but it would buck a trend that has been yeah rock solid all year. Playing Waddle got week a full after. practice the day before the game and still didn't get activated. So it's exactly. Yeah. He had, they went to an independent neuro uh, neurologist on Friday. I haven't heard the news from that yet. Now we're recording a Saturday. Still haven't heard the news, which I'm assuming he's going to be out this week. Denver, we just saw James Cook, uh, who is obviously better than Ty Chandler, but has similar skills. So I think it could be a Ty Chandler day, even if he doesn't get the 15, 18 touches, even if it's more like 8 to 12. I still, still think Ty Chandler can score here. The real St. Nick, shout out Nick, Rico Dowdle, Daryl Henderson, or Jarek McKinnon. Darrell Henderson, uh, starting running back on the Rams. He's going to have a lot of opportunity for the the Seahawks. I maybe it's my it could be my bias showing. It's very well very very well could be true, but I think it's the Pollard week. I I think this is the week. Unfortunately, it has to be the week because it's Carolina, and if if he can't get it done there, but then again, I mean, like Dak might throw four touchdowns in the first quarter. And then Dowdle could just play the other three quarters. I mean, like you just don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, this this Cowboys team has just been beating on the these these bad teams so badly that Pollard hasn't even really had much of a chance to to get going. But I'm I'm yeah. hoping I'm I'm hoping this is the Pollard week. I would get I would take Henderson because again more guaranteed touches. I'm going with Henderson there too for sure. And it. This whole team's vibing high except for Pollard. I could see them being like to forcing it a little bit because I think they can come out the win, even if they have to maybe force uh, uh, Pollard a few more touches. Last question before we get into the bargain bin bench one Pollard, Gibbs, DeAndre Swift, Rashad White. Ooh. Murder's row there. Another humble black here from senior football. I just, I just said it was the. The other Pollard week, and like I'm sitting here going, like, well, it might be Pollard, <laughs> right? Right. You right. might sit Pollard here. Um, I'm probably going either Pollard or Swift. Yeah, I think I'm going to sit Swift in this yeah. one, and I still like Swift. It's not that uh, I don't have Swift ranked right. highly. Um, they're all pretty much top twenty plays for me, even top fifteen. Uh, but someone's got to sit. I'm going to go with Swift uh, on Monday night. So let's dive into the bargain bin. One quarterback, one receiver, one running back, and one tight end that are less than 50% rostered that if you're in a pinch, you could pick up and play to help you get a win here in week 11. So Matt, who is your bargain bin QB? Well, I'm going to give a little spoiler alert. You technically stole my, my bargain bin QB. But that's I did. Okay I did. Because I my did. backup 
And, you know, who I was debating as just making my my first overall choice here is Baker Mayfield. So the obvious red flag here is that he's going up against San Francisco. And, you know, that's a they've been a very tough defense, an incredibly tough pass rush. But they're going to be playing from behind. So you're going to get a lot of probably garbage time Baker Mayfield here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, him and Mike Evans have been clicking. And the 49ers have not been completely locked down across all phases of the game. They are still the 49ers right. that gives up those chunk plays and those explosive plays. So Mike Evans is an alpha. Chris Godwin is an incredible beta plus. So he's got those two weapons, you know, uh, two of the better receivers that San Francisco has faced in, in the same game this season. And so Baker has a lot of opportunity to get going. And especially through the, you know, the check down game with Rashad white, you know, trying to move the chains, <laughs> Baker's dozen. I mean, I have a lot of Baker too, just because I mean, he's, he's been nothing but an average quarterback at the very mm -hmm. least his entire career when he's been healthy. So it was, you know, it stood to reason that with the weapons around him in Tampa Bay, he was going to be usable right now. He's the QB 17. Uh, he's number 10 in expected fantasy points per game. Um, and so there's a, there's a few QBs above him that, you know, are, player profilers numbers think are kind of overperforming to their expectation. And meanwhile, you know, Baker Mayfield just sitting here top 11 in adjusted air yards per attempt, uh, 15th in true passer rating third in production premium. He's a producer and you know, he's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty, but he's going to mm -hmm. be a top 20 quarterback again this week against San Francisco. You know, he might throw two picks, but probably finish around 280 passing yards, a couple touchdowns, maybe an interception. He doesn't have to be pretty for it to look good on your fantasy box score. So Absolutely. Fire Baker can find a way to get it done. So Baker Mayfield can too. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the player that I stole from you. So I'm going to talk about him is Will Levis at Jacksonville. I have him at QB 20 this week. He's only rostered about 25% of ESPN, 40% of sleepers. So he's pretty widely available. Uh, the matchup is... So far, Vegas thinks it's going to be a pretty low-scoring affair, 40-point over-under. But Tennessee's essentially a touchdown road dog. So there could potentially be some catch-up mode, some garbage time for Will Levis. They're six-and-a-half-point underdogs. So far this year, uh, in the two of the three games, Will Levis really has had an accuracy issue. Uh, but because Jacksonville doesn't really have a great pass rush, um, according to PFF's metric, they actually have one of the worst pass rushes. They they haven't really got after the quarterback um, this year. Uh, they've actually the 28th in team sacks. So I'm hoping that because there may not be a whole lot of getting after the quarterback, Will Levis has a little bit more time to throw. And we can see that accuracy, that completion percentage, get back to the 60-65% range that we saw in the, his first week against the Falcons. Uh, and more about the Jacksonville defense. They give up almost two points more than league average to opposing quarterbacks, which is the sec seventh best in that metric. They've given up the seventh most passing yards this year and the sixth most passing touchdowns this year. So they're really pretty much an advantageous matchup for opposing quarterbacks. Like I said, they don't get after the quarterback, which means better time, more time for Levis, better decisions, better throws. And if we look at all of the games in which Jacksonville has played at home in Jacksonville, so this takes away the game in London, Mahomes was QB 11, Stroud was QB 12, Minshew was QB 18, and last week Brock Purdy was QB 6. So if you're getting a guy who's ranked around QB 20 and this defense has routinely given up top 20, top 15 performances to quarterbacks, 
that's a little bit of value that you can find. And if you are, are sitting there and you've lost one of these quarterbacks to buy, which who, who's on buy this week, David, there, it basically would be if you were rolling with Carr, because you're probably not going with Ritter or, or uh, Hineke all that often. So if you're basically playing the roulette at, at quarterback, Will Levis can be the guy for you at Jacksonville. Hopefully a get-right game for the rookie quarterback. Anything you want to add? Because I did steal Will Levis from you. Is there anything you want to add about his matchup this week against Jacksonville? Not really, no. It was really centered around just Jacksonville's poorest pass rush and yep. then just getting on a get-right spot after facing a couple of tough defenses and more particularly a couple of good pass rushes. So that was kind of the, the centering of it. And, man, he's been hucking that ball downfield. He has Leads the league in, in air yards per attempt. And, you know, he's going to put up some big plays, probably to DeAndre Hopkins against this Jaguar secondary. And, you know, I'll, I'll save my last take on this for a different bargain bin position. Actually. Love it. I love it. So let's keep the train of moving to running back. Matt, who is your running back that you want in the bargain bin? My bargain bin running back is Ty Chandler. And yep, I, I looked at the I, I looked at the roster ships and it still adds up. It's sub 50%. Yes, sir. But Ty Chandler, you know, we're we're looking at the speed profile, 92nd percentile speed score. Uh he he's he's a burner, man. And yeah. he, he showed that he had that potential last week when when he was out there on the field in, in the relief of Alexander Madison, had a really explosive touchdown where you know you saw the juice and you went, whoa. You know, like Alexander Madison hasn't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is his shot, and he knows it to prove that he deserves a role in this backfield. And so there's going to be a little extra motivation for Ty Chandler himself to really shine. And, and this is his showcase week. He goes up against a Denver defense that has allowed at least five yards per carry to the team's primary rusher in five of their last eight games. So they are a, a pretty leaky run defense they just gave up um i think it was nine yards of carry maybe more to latavius murray last week uh and and a really impressive outing from james cook as well and so we we see what guys with that speed can do to the denver secondary we saw what a chain and moster did or to that denver defense and so ty chandler he's going to be their main back in the backfield they signed the team signed michael carter but he doesn't know the playbook. He doesn't know the pass pros. It's you know, don't expect a lot of a lot of playtime from Michael Carter. Expect it all from Ty Chandler, who's also you know not a bad pass catcher as well. You know, forty fifth percentile college target share mm-hmm. on player profiler. So you know, right right around the middle tier, he's going to be involved in all phases of the game. And Minnesota has shown that they're going to be competitive with Josh with Josh Jobs at quarterback. Minnesota is going to be competitive in every game they play, and if they're going to be competitive, then. Ty Chandler is going to be getting touches. So Ben Gosling, a beat reporter for the Vikings, uh, about or a, a, yesterday, we'll call it twenty hours ago, he says that there's speculation that they believe that Madison will be able to clear the final hurdle and play tomorrow night. Um, with that news, let's just say he does play. Mm-hmm. Are you still going to fire up Ty Chandler? Uh, first of all, thank you, Caleb. My mind's all Ahan Rungta tweeted uh, when Michael Carter got dropped. He was like, the Vikings found their backfield partner to Ty Chandler. And then for some reason that just stuck in my brain. Uh, and then I, I just thought that Michael Carter was on, on the Vikings. Uh, so thank <laughs> you, Caleb. If Madison goes, um, and you know, the theme of my, my running back takes today have been all centered around guaranteed touches. And so if Madison plays, I'm less tempted to fire up Ty Chandler, unless I'm in a bad spot. 
um, if I'm in a real bad spot, I'll obviously still put him out there over some, uh, some of these other people that are, that are less than 50% owned. But if we're going to talk about, you know, compared to a guy like Darrell Henderson, <laughs> sorry, apologies for the heart attack. <laughs> apologies for the heart attack. We talk about the guy Darrell Henderson, who's also sub 50% owned and he's the starting running back right now for the Los Angeles Rams and Kyron Williams is not back yet. Uh, so until, until that happens, right. Am I, unless I missed something else, but Kyron Williams nope. is not back yet. He is not back. Next week is the first week that they think he could be back. He gets a Seahawks like that. team. That's been, that's been getting ran on pretty hard by opposing defenses. And so that's a, it's a really good outlook for Henderson in the game that Vegas expects to be a really close game between the two. It's a pick em spread, or at least it was uh, yesterday when I saw mm-hmm. it. So it's going to be a competitive game. Henderson's going to be getting the goal line work and most of the touches there and the, and the pass work as well. So, so give me Darrell Henderson uh, in a game where Stafford could be checking down a lot with uh, if, if his hand is, you know, not in good shape. Great call. Uh, I, I still like Ty Chandler. We saw James cook get over a hundred yards with 12 rushes at the end of the day. Madison still was limited all week. So that's a, a week of ha- half practices. Right. And if he comes out and looks sluggish at all, they're going to go ahead and give it to Ty Chandler. Most people see 15 carries for 45 yards and touchdown and go, that who, who cares? But when you look at how bad it's been for the running game of the Minnesota Vikings, that's the third best performance out of rushing for the Minnesota Vikings all year. And you know who number two is? That's Josh actually Dobbs. That's insane. Are you? That's, I can't that's believe true. that's that. I, that. It's insane. It's almost as crazy as Trey McBride having the first 100 yards game from an Arizona tight end since Dan Marino era which is insane also. That's also insane. It's insane. So I'm still okay to fire up Ty Chandler. And if you want to kind of play it by ear, run it to the rocks. My bargain bin player could be a nice backup for you to roster, and that's Kenneth Gainwell, who is traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. I am at running back 33 this week. He's only 16% rostered on ESPN, 24% rostered on Sleeper, so you can add him and have him as a contingency play if you don't want to go Ty Chandler if Madison is indeed active. The, the Eagles are getting two and a half points as they go into Arrowhead. And the 45 and a half over under is the fifth most. But we mentioned it earlier. We both are kind of thinking this might be a bit better, uh, more of a shootout than even Vegas is predicting. And Kansas City as a defense, and I'll, I'll level with you, planners. I'll be completely honest with you. This is not really a favorable matchup play. Uh, but unless you know, there there is this one, you know, I guess you want to call flaw in the armor. PFF has the run defense grade for the Kansas City Chiefs tenth worst. Uh, I, I, so take with that with you will. They have it hasn't really translated to to fantasy production for opposing running backs. But apparently PFF is not liking what they see as much as what they've done. Uh, and I think that's mainly due because they also have a poor tackling grade uh, as well on PFF. So if that's the case, maybe big plays can happen. But when you look at Kenneth Gainwell. He's scored in the last uh, two of the last three Philadelphia Eagles contests. He has in the game in the Super Bowl. Have you ever heard of that game when they played each other? Matt, uh, Gainwell had four receptions. He had forty-one total yards, so he was able to be efficient against this defense. Um, and it, this is complete bro science. Sometimes I have to throw it out. Maybe it's a bit of a bonus. But Kenneth Gainwell gives you what I like to call final say. The Monday Night Football player. Final say, if you need to come back, you're not done until it's over. And again, contingency plan for Ty Chandler. So if you are, if you have Chandler and you were planning on using him, pick up Kenneth Gainwell. And if you just feel a little bit uneasy playing because Madison is active, you could pivot to Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Caleb, since you, he, you gave him a, he gave you a, you gave him a heart attack. Uh, 
Let's answer his question real quick before we move on to wide receiver. Montgomery or Ty Chandler if Madison sits? Montgomery. It's Montgomery. Always yeah. Montgomery. Always Montgomery. It's Montgomery. So, Caleb, let's go with DeMott. And then you have to worry about the whatever happens going into Sunday right. night football. Uh, let's keep it going over at wide receiver. Matt, who is your bargain plan uh, wide receiver? One of my favorite prospects of the 2023 wide receiver class, Jaden Reed has probably the best matchup he's had and any Packer has had all season because they go up against the Los Angeles Chargers who could not stop an offense that was captained by Maddie and myself. I mean, they just wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're Swiss cheese, man. You, you yep. want to run, you can run. Yep. You want to pass, you can pass. You can do whatever right. you want in the Los Angeles Chargers defense. And you know this game is going to be a typical Los Angeles Chargers game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a one-score game late. There's going to be a lot of offense. And I've seen a lot of people pin Christian Watson as a, a bounce-back candidate today. And I am a Christian Watson proponent telling you that it doesn't matter if it's the Chargers. This is not a matchup. This has never been a matchup problem with Jordan Love and Christian Watson. This is a Christian Watson is a go fast, run deep player, and Jordan Love cannot throw deep. That's so, right. and it, Christian Watson is not strong at the catch point. We've seen that multiple times this season. So, it, it, teams are teams are getting beat deep by Watson, and it doesn't matter because they they can't connect and. And I don't, I don't think that's going to be, I don't think that's suddenly going to change because they're playing the Chargers. So I expect this to be, you know, a heavy game between some different Packers pass catchers. One of them being Jaden Reed, their slot man who excels at getting open. And, you know, Jordan Love is going to be trying to find those open spaces. You know, Dobbs is, is a good look. Um, I'm pretty sure he's over the roster ship threshold, but um, Dobbs, Musgrave, Reed all have high outlooks this week because mm -hmm. they're the, they're the top three pass catchers out of the receiving core, and and Jaden Reed's very explosive. He's the most explosive dynamic playmaker this team has. Um, Los Angeles Chargers give up a lot of explosive plays, a lot of chunk plays, and one of those is going to be to Jaden Reed when he finds the end zone for the second straight game. He's leading the league, leading the league. Why am I saying that? He's leading the team. <laughs> He's leading the in team. red zone target. He's leading the team <laughs> in red zone targets. Uh, at one point, him and Rasheed Rice were were up there in terms of their uh, in terms of league leaders. So that was that was a thing at one point. But he's number ten of receivers in target quality rating. So despite Jordan Love being this bad quarterback, Jaden Reed is getting a lot of catchable and a lot of fantasy friendly targets. So that's what you like to see. And so Jaden Reed, in one of the most exploitable defenses in the NFL, is going to put up another usable week. So I took Will Levis from you. You took Jaden Reed from me, so I had to pivot. Oh, but I didn't, I didn't pivot all that far uh, because I'm going to go deep into the bargain bin. This is the deepest I have ever reached when it comes to bargain bin players. But I'm going to stick with the exact same offense and go with Dontavian Wicks if you are Ooh. in a pitch. For all of the things that you just said about the offense, about the opponent, is exactly why I didn't want to pivot too far and when i've been doing the cornerback rankings over at playerprofile.com check cuck those scores out. well that yes also yes that is also true the cuck score i'll get to that in a second but i only have one cornerback for the los angeles chargers inside my top 60 and he's outside of my top 30 so he's not a good cornerback uh asante samuel's dad was a lot better than than he is unfortunately um so it is what it is he's fine he's he's, he's but yeah. he's, they only have one Tough 
right. It's a tough name to live up to for sure. Uh, but yeah, the the matchup is great. But the one thing I wanted to point out with Wicks, he has a 56.8% win rate versus zone, and the Chargers play almost 80% yep. zone coverage. So he can win with that coverage. And over the last three games, so this is week eight, week nine, and week 10, 18 routes, four targets, two receptions, 28 yards, 46 air yards, 4.8 fantasy points. Week nine, 16 routes, four targets, four receptions, 49 yards, 37 air yards, 6.9 very nice fantasy points. And week 10, 19 routes, four targets, three receptions, 51 yards, 46 air yards, 8.1 fantasy points. So if he bumps up to 25 routes, maybe he gets that fifth or sixth target. If not, he's pretty comfortably getting four. If he catches all of them, converts it to 10 yards reception, which he's been doing all year, and he scores on one of those, now you're talking about a player that's adding to your overall score, whereas his floor of potentially five or eight points is not great. But again, we're going very, very deep in the bargain bin. And Matt brought up the Cuck score. The Cuck score favors uh, Watson and Reed. So if the play that is exploitable for the Packers happens to be when Dontavian Wicks is on the field, those things can still be true for Wicks. And if you want, if you don't know what the Cuck score is, head over to patreon.com forward slash the executives and get the Cuck score Corners under constant chaos. This is a matchup metric that Cody and I have put together over on the executives Patreon. So basically what we're saying, fire up those wide receivers for Green Bay and especially Jaden Reed. I'm with you there. I think Reed is a great play. If you're in a pinch and he's available, grab him, put him in your lineup. And I'm not going to bet on a touchdown. That's bad process. But this guy's been a producer. And I do think that you can be fairly confident that the man finds some pay dirt. So I love those receivers. Now let's move on to the most important position here in the bargain bin because so many teams are constantly churning out different tight ends. So who, uh, what tight end are you playing here in the bargain bin? So I love the transition. But if I can, I would like to give out just one my thoughts on one more receiver. Sure, of course. So You can do whatever you want, Matt. I mentioned when we talked about Will Levis that I wanted to wait until the very end here to get some news. Um, the one thing I haven't looked up is if Traylon Burks is going to play this week. Uh, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, he is not going to play this week. He's still been yeah. absent from practice. So that's I just wanted to confirm, had not updated that, which makes me even more confident in my second bargain bin pick in receivers, Kyle Phillips. Yeah, baby. So Kyle Phillips was one of my favorite rookies early on because I mean, he comes out in 2022 and for whatever reason with Traylon Burks on the field, you know, gets a nine target game and everyone was like, who is this Kyle Phillips and why is he getting, you know, nine targets in a game? And it's because he finished 2022 before getting hurt with a 56% route win rate. So this guy was just working from the slot and he was working whoever was covering him because he was just finding open space. And, you know, when the team, you know, took on the contract, with DeAndre Hopkins, and they were already going to be a low volume passing offense. I thought, well, this dream is unfortunately probably dead, but it's not dead because nope. Will Levis is now the quarterback and he can sling it. And he's the first Titans quarterback in years that can throw 40 passes in a game mm -hmm. regularly. So now there's a lot more work to go around. And Phillips is arguably the second option. So he's earned at least five targets in each of the past two games with Levis at the helm. It was three in, his, in, in Levis's first start. And he's produced at least 60 receiving yards in each of those games. So he, he drew a 30% target rate on a 56% route win rate as a rookie. And then now has followed that up with a 25% target rate and a 53 or a 58% 
route win rate, 57% route win rate mm-hmm. um, this season. So that is number six of all receivers. Yards per route run is 1.9. That does not rank because uh, he doesn't meet the qualifications, but that would be top 15 in the league. Just, just spitballing off the top of my head. So that he has been a producer and he has come alive under Will Levis. And I am all aboard the Kyle Phillips train. We, we talked about all the reasons we like Levis with this Jacksonville defense. And that's the same reason I like Kyle Phillips to, again, it might not be pretty, but you're going to have him in your flex. And if you need 12, you know, 12 points, just a solid week out of your flex from PPR. Kyle Phillips is a good guy to go to. He's going to get his five, six targets. He's going to get four catches for probably 50 something yards. And you're going to get your nine to 15 fantasy points. At Kyle Phillips. All right, everyone. Just I love that. Remember Kyle Phillips. And I then love the Kyle Phillips call. Love it. To, to close out with the tight end, we talked about the Packers offense. And so we don't need to necessarily break down the Chargers defense again, but Luke Musgrave. Boom. He he's been floating his head above water. He's had breakout moments. He hasn't necessarily had a had a full blown breakout game. He did have a three catch, fifty one yard touchdown performance. Uh, top ten tight end on the week. So if we want to consider that as breakout week in week nine, we can. But with his roster ship currently, it doesn't appear that the the masses have adopted him as a breakout mm-hmm. candidate. They've done it with Laporta. They've done it with Kincaid. And Musgrave is yet to to cement himself with those, with those other breakout candidates. So I think this is a, as good of a week as any to be firing up Luke Musgrave. He's got the chargers. Mm -hmm. We we know there's going to be a lot of pass attempts to go around. There's gonna be a lot of passing yards, a lot of explosive plays some passing touchdowns to go around. And so Luke Musgrave, who is, is sitting here with about a 14% target share. uh, You know, he's, he's getting a lot of snaps. He's playing a lot of routes um, and that has increased, you know, pretty steadily his involvement in the passing game. Uh, so he's got a couple red zone targets the past couple weeks, Packers offense. They see when they find the red zone, Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed seem to play really well because those are the two people they look at. So this is going to be a game where they're going to have a lot of red zone trips. And if they're having a lot of trips to the red zone, I want Luke Musgrave in my lineups. And some of you might be saying to yourself, why would I want, you know, the, the tight end going against the chargers Laporte only had eight points for me last week. Well, if you don't remember, uh, he had four for 40, but then Brock Wright had two catches and a touchdown. So if you could solidate that into one player, which you could absolutely do in the circumstances of Musgrave, he's been there tight end one without a shadow of doubt. That's a good game. And that would put you in the top eight probably for the week for your tight end. And he's available. So I love the call Luke Musgrave. I love the, the calls to just pick on the chargers defense. You can do that all year long. Because this is a team, they push the pace, they push shootouts, and they're not good on defense. That's that's the type of thing that we love here in the bargain bin. My tight end that I would go to this week is Tyler Conklin. I have him at tight end 20. It's not really a matchup play at all. Buffalo's middle of the road against tight ends, but he's pretty much widely available. He's only 23% rostered on Sleeper, 20% rostered on ESPN. But over the last two games, uh, six six plus targets in each. Six plus receptions in each, 65 plus receiving yards in each. He's been a top 12 tight end each of the last two weeks. And on the course of the season, he has three top 12 finishes and five top 20 tight end finishes. He's just kind of that guy that doesn't get it done in spectacular fashion. He's not sexy by any means when it comes to his style of play, but with Zach Wilson on the field, he seems to be the number two pass catcher behind Garrett Wilson. Remember, Garrett Wilson was hindered a little bit throughout practice. He's going to be full go, healthy, ready to rock on Sunday. But even if he comes down a few percentage points in terms of his overall ability, 
that might lead to uh, Zach Wilson looking for Conklin just a couple more times. And if you look at those numbers over the last two weeks, a couple more targets, a couple more receptions, a few more receiving yards, boom, you're looking at a top 10 week for sure. So I'm going to go with Tyler Conklin uh, in Buffalo this week in the 4 o'clock game. So that is going to be the bargain bin, and that's going to wrap up this episode of The Game Plan. Matt, thank you so much for hanging out this Saturday. I know you're kicking a cold right now. So to come up, give us your Jordan flu game here on the game plan. The planners absolutely appreciate it because these are the, you know, the do or die weeks of the season. So thank you so much. Go ahead, plug everything that you're working on. Tell a boy that can find you. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. It's a, it's always a blast coming on and, and chopping it up with you. So no matter sick, cold, dead, alive, <laughs> I'll, I'll be in this chair. If you're asking. Well, we can have Bernie's here. We'll get you. Yeah, on, we'll exactly. get you there. Just put up a sign that says like, <laughs> Damien Pierce sucks. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh yeah, Matt's fine. He's back. He's back. <laughs> He's back. Um, but you did, I mean, you did the best job of, of plugging into my stuff. You did better than, better. Whoa, pause. But <laughs> pause. <laughs> hey, yo, man. <laughs> you did a really good job introducing the work I do for player profile. There it is. We'll put, we'll it, put is. it that way. Um, so, you know, to recap what Maddie said in the introduction. <laughs> I am the I am the co-host of the Dynasty Roundtable podcast. You can find myself and Seth Dewald on the YouTube airways every other Wednesday in season, trading off with Maddie Kiwum and Jason Allwine, the trade gods in the same time slot. So if you watch either of those programs and haven't seen the other, tune in, you know, on Wednesdays to to watch both of us. You know, it's it's two incredible shows. And I think we're both excited to get to the offseason too and start ramping up those recordings because I don't know oh, about yeah. you, but these are the these are the best times, man. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. But and then outside of that, I have the Everything You Need to Know article series. Uh, week eleven just dropped yesterday. And you know, surprisingly enough, in there I talk about Ty Chandler, I talk about Kyle Phillips. So two names I I was I was big in talking to today. Um, I also kind of talk about Carolina and Seattle, what we're thinking about their their backfields as well as some DFS picks and the injury report. So that's pretty much all I got going on these days. There it is. Maybe check that out over at playerprofile.com, the YouTube channel, get it all. Well, before, you know, before we ramp it up, you want, you want to get in now, help you win your leagues. And then you can be happy with all of our analysis off, you know, in the off season, because we helped you win the league. So make sure you're checking out all of Matt's stuff, the show, the articles, all that stuff at playerprofile.com. The game plan every Saturday, trade gods trading off with the dynasty round table every other Wednesday with Jason Allwine. The future cast is going to start ramping up. We just had Cody Carpentier on. We did a 2024 rookie mock with me and the OG Theo Greminger. If you can't get enough of me, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the executives. That's Cody and I's uh, Patreon. And then we have the executives of fantasy football YouTube channel, the hurdle Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So you can check that out as well and make sure you're out there getting the work done. Get those wins. Keep game planning, my friends, and I will see you next Saturday. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.